please be aware that the comments, views, opinions shared on this podcast are not meant to diagnose a medical problem and or legal problem. If you do have a medical problem or legal problem, kindly contact a professional. Welcome to An Apple A Day, a podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy, healthy life with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Hello, my friends. How are you? If I sound like I'm happy, I am because there's something in the sky that I have not seen for weeks. It's called the sun. It's unbelievable. The temperatures are up over 50 degrees here in New York State. Unbelievable. There's no snow. There's no rain. The snow that's on the ground is melting. I'm starting to see grass in my front yard. I'm so excited. How are you today, my friends? How you feeling? Welcome to another episode of An Apple a Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. An Apple a Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast. If you get a minute, go over there, check us out. Hey, if you want to get in touch with us, you want to get in touch with me, you can write me at jimmy at famousapple.com. If you want to get in touch with the administrators of this podcast and the website, you can write them at admin at famousapple.com. So how are you doing today? You, you're doing good? You're feeling strong? Have you been doing everything you're supposed to be doing? You're taking your medications, you're doing your exercises, keeping your doctor's appointments. Excellent. Excellent. Hey, have we got a good one for you today? We really do. First, we're going we're gonna to start off with a notice here from Social Security, and it's about taxes. Good thing about taxes, actually. Also, have you ever, have you ever been sitting around watching TV, maybe sitting on the back deck, you know, just staring off into nature or something, or in the car going somewhere, and you notice that your fingers are getting numb and your hands are getting numb. You might even get some numb patches going up your arms. Have you ever noticed that? Well, we have an article about that, and it's uh, some possibilities of what it could be and some solutions to it. Also, something that affects a lot of people and it affects a good portion of those of us who are disabled, is a hard time getting to sleep at night because our minds race in so many different directions. And when, when you're disabled, you're focusing on a million different things and worrying about a million different things. Well, I got a good article on how to fall asleep easily and naturally without taking all kinds of pills and anything like that. So, like I said, we have a good one. And one more thing, have you ever felt marginalized in your own house? You know, people make you feel like you're, you're non-existent, they sidestep you. Well, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> and that's got me a little bit twisted today. But we're going to talk about that. So, you know what? Let's just jump right into it, okay? I have an update here from Social Security. It's posted uh, February 22nd, 2019. By Jim Borland, Acting Deputy Commissioner for Communications for the Department of Social Security. It's titled, Get Your Social Security Benefit Statement, SSA-1099. 
Tax season is approaching, and Social Security has made replacing your annual benefit statement even easier. The benefit statement is also known as SSA-1099 or the SSA-1042-S. Now, you can get a copy of your 1099 anytime and any way you want using your online services. A Social Security 1099 is a tax form Social Security mails each year in January to people who receive Social Security benefits. It shows the amount of benefits you received from Social Security in the previous year, so you know how much Social Security income to report to the IRS on your tax return. If you live in the United States and you need a replacement form SSA 1099 or SSA 1042S, simply go online and request an instant printable replacement form through your personal My Social Security account. A replacement SSA 1099 or SSA 1042S is available for the previous tax year after February 1st. If you already have a My Social Security account, you can log into your online account to view and print your SSA 1099 or SSA 1042S. If you don't have access to a printer, you can have the document saved on your computer or laptop, or even email it. If you don't have a My Social Security account, creating one is very easy to do and usually takes less than 10 minutes. If you receive benefits or have Medicare, your My Social Security account is also the best way to, one, get your benefit verification letter, two, check your benefit and payment information, three, change your address and phone number, four, Change your direct deposit information, five, request a replacement Medicare card, or six, report your wages if you work and receive Social Security Disability Insurance or Supplemental Security Income, or SSI. If you're a non-citizen who lives outside the U United States and you received or repaid Social Security benefits last year, we will send you Form SSA 1042-S in the mail. The Forms SSA 1099 and SSA 1042-S are not available to people who receive Supplemental so Security Income, or SSI. With a personal My Social Security account, you can do much of your business with us online on your time like get a copy of your SSA 1099 form. Visit our website to find out more. And that's www.ssa.gov to find out more. Okay, so that, that My Social Security account is a handy little thing. I use it. I suggest you get one too. And they can keep track of your benefits and everything that's going on with Social Security. Okay, so, and that's just a reminder. You're on Social Security Disability or you're on Social Security, you do have to file a tax return. That's why they're sending you that form. Okay, now the next thing I have is what causes finger numbness? You know, it happens. It happens. It can be caused by disease, you know, by other diseases such as diabetes can cause it, but it's a terrible thing. We're going to look into that now. Numbness in the fingers can have many different causes, from carpal tunnel syndrome to some types of neuropathy. In some cases, treatment may simply require a change in the way that a person uses their hands. 
However, medication or surgery may be necessary for cases with more complex underlying causes. This article looks at six causes of numbness in a person's fingers as well as the treatment options. Number one on the list is carpal tunnel syndrome. According to the American Society for Surgery of the Hand, one of the most common causes of numbness in a person's fingers is carpal tunnel syndrome. The carpal tunnel is a passageway in the base of the person's hand. The median nerve passes through it and the pinching of this nerve can cause numbness itching, or pain in the thumb, index finger, middle finger, and ring finger. Carpal tunnel syndrome also causes the hand to go numb while a person is sleeping because of the position that they hold it in. To diagnose carpal tunnel syndrome, a doctor will take a detailed medical history asking about other conditions that a person has, how they use the wrist, and if they have experienced any prior injuries. A person may be able to treat this condition by changing the way in which they use their hands. For example, a person may get carpal tunnel syndrome because of how they sit at a desk while using a computer. Changing the chair, the mouse, or the keyboard that they use may resolve the issue. Alternatively, a doctor may suggest that they wear a temporary splint to prevent or reduce swelling. Splints help prevent the hand from going numb, especially at night. If the symptoms are more severe or do not resolve with other treatments, a person may need steroid injections to reduce the inflammation. In other cases, surgery may be necessary to create more room for the nerve to pass through the carpal tunnel. Compression neuropathy is number two. Compression neuropathy is when pressure on a nerve causes loss of feeling and weak or twitchy muscles in parts of the person's body. Carpal tunnel syndrome is a type of compression neuropathy. According to the ASSH, a nerve may come under pressure due to an injury, enlarged blood vessels, the thickening of the muscles, or a cyst that grows near the nerve. A compressed nerve in the wrist, elbow, forearm, or neck can result in the loss of feeling in a person's fingers. People can make lifestyle changes to treat mild compression neuropathy. For example, creating a more ergonomic workstation can improve neuropathy that has developed due to movement at work. Physical or occupational therapy may be useful to relieve tight muscles that are compressing nerves. These types of therapy can also teach a person how to avoid causing symptoms in the future. Obesity can also cause compression neuropathy, so losing weight may reduce the symptoms. A person with severe compression neuropathy might require surgery. Number three on the list is peripheral neuropathy. According to the National Institute of Neurological Disorders and Stroke, or NINDS, peripheral neuropathy refers to damage to the person's peripheral nervous system. The system helps transmit signals across the person's body. Peripheral neuropathy can cause many different symptoms depending on the nerves that it affects. These symptoms may include the loss of feeling in the hands. There are many causes of peripheral neuropathy. It can either be genetic, which means inherits it from a biological parent or acquired. Causes of acquired peripheral neuropathy include diabetes, excessive long-term alcohol consumption, vitamin B12 deficiency, chronic liver or kidney disease, injuries, or hypothyroidism. There are many rarer 
underlying causes of peripheral neuropathy. A doctor may test for these once they have ruled out common causes. Treatment for peripheral neuropathy will depend on where the nerve damage occurs and the specific symptoms that the individual is experiencing. Fibromyalgia is number four on the list. Fibromyalgia is a disorder that causes a person to have pain, numbness, and tingling in various parts of their body. Other common symptoms include sleep problems, fatigue, memory issues, difficulty concentrating or thinking. People who have fibromyalgia are more likely than other people to develop carpal tunnel syndrome. Number five, myofascial pain syndrome. Myofascial pain syndrome, or MPS, is a musculoskeletal problem that can cause pain in the muscles or referred pain in other parts of the body. The ASSH note that it can also cause numbness of the hands and forearms. According to an article in the Journal of Pain and Therapy, there is limited evidence to support many of the current treatment options for MPS. The authors suggest targeting the underlying cause of MPS until further research can lead that the development of specific effective interventions. Medications is number six on the list. The ASSH note that some medications such as cancer treatment drugs can cause tingling and numbness in a person's hands. These side effects may be temporary or permanent. According to the American Cancer Society, there is no sure way of preventing chemotherapy-induced peripheral neuropathy. However, the medical team responsible for a person's treatment will keep a close eye on this side effect and vary medication dosage to try and manage it as best as possible. Other causes. Other less common causes of numbness in the person's fingers include not getting enough vitamin B1, multiple sclerosis, having had a stroke, and brain and spinal cord disorders. There are many different possible causes for numbness in the fingers. This symptom may resolve without treatment or with minor lifestyle changes depending on the underlying cause. If the numbness does not go away, a person should speak to a doctor to determine the cause and the most suitable treatment. Just a quick note here. Uh, throughout this article, they're referring to the ASSH, and that stands for the American Society for the Surgery of the Hand. Now, I do want to say this. I have suffered from peripheral neuropathy for years now. It started in my feet and it has spread to my hands. And I'm at the point now where I really can't write with a pen anymore. I can type, but I really can't write with a pen. I, I try to and I, it looks like I'm writing in hieroglyphics. But even though there are no, there is no real cure for peripheral neuropathy or so I'm told, but there are ways of managing it. So if you do have the numbness in your hands, I suggest, it's just my suggestion, go straight to the doctor. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. If you start getting numbness in your hands, go see a neurologist and ha have them check you out. All right, let's move on here. Now, this is a study in medical news today, and also the last, the last study about what causes finger numbness also came from medical news today. But this study, how can I get to sleep easily? I like this one. This one I can practice. Actually, I have. I've tried several of these, and I find quite a few of them work for me. So what you have to do is you have to try them. 
Try them all and see which ones work for you, but here goes. Being unable to fall asleep naturally can be a frustrating experience with consequences for the next day. One solution is to take medications that can help induce sleep. However, these medications are not a long-term solution to the problem. This article will discuss 21 methods that people can use to help them fall asleep naturally. It is important to remember that different things will work for different people, so take some time to experiment and find out what works for you. 21 ways to fall asleep naturally. There are many ways to improve sleep including number one, creating a consistent sleeping pattern. Going to bed at different times every night is a common habit for many people. However, an irregular sleeping pattern could interfere with sleep because it interrupts the body's circadian rhythm. The circadian rhythm refers to a selection of behavioral, physical, and mental changes that follow a 24-hour cycle. A primary function of the circadian rhythm is to determine whether the body is ready to sleep or not. This is heavily influenced by a biological clock that releases hormones to induce sleep or wakefulness. Going to bed at the same time every night helps the body clock to predict when to induce sleep. And that doesn't that doesn't mean you have to go to bed at 10 o'clock on the, on the dot every night. If you go to bed at 1 o'clock in the morning, then make sure you go into bed at 1 o'clock in the morning. If you go to bed at 9 o'clock, go to bed at 9 o'clock, and you'll have a, you'll have a good sleep. Just stick with, with the regimen. Number two, keep the lights turned off. Very important. And this is another problem that I had because I used to like to watch TV in bed at night. Keep the lights turned off. The circadian rhythm is also influenced by cues such as light, which help the body judge when it's nighttime. Keeping the room as dark as possible when going to bed at night might bring on sleep. Number three, avoid napping. Naps during the daytime can also disrupt the circadian rhythm, particularly those longer than two hours or close to the evening. One study found that students who napped at least three times a week for longer than two hours or napped close to the evening had lower quality sleep than their peers. After a poor night's sleep, it is tempting to take a long nap, particularly close to the evening, but try to avoid this as that it can adversely affect a healthful sleep cycle. Number four, doing exercises. Physical exercise is known to have a positive impact on sleep quality. One study that looked at 305 people over 40 years of age with sleep problems found that moderate or high-intensity exercise programs led to improvements in sleep quality. The study also found that participants took their sleep medications less frequently. It is currently unclear whether exercising at different times of the day has an impact on sleep. Number five, avoid using your mobile. Currently, there is much debate about whether the use of mobile phones at bedtime affects sleep. One study on college students found that those who scored high on a scale of problem phone use, such as addictive texting behavior, had lower sleep quality. However, there was no difference in the length of time they slept. Much of the current research is on students and young people, so it is unclear whether these findings extend to other age groups. Studies also tend to focus Focus on problem phone use. People who do not use their phones in this way may not be susceptible to sleep disturbances. More research is needed in this area to understand the extent to which phone use can impact upon sleep. Number six, reading books. 
Reading books can be relaxing and may help prevent anxious thought patterns that could interfere with a person's sleep. It's best to avoid books that might cause strong emotional responses. Number seven, avoiding caffeine. Caffeine is a stimulant. It stimulates wakefulness and can disrupt sleep patterns. It is best to avoid caffeine for at least four hours before going to bed. In some people, consuming caffeine at any time of the day could have a negative impact on their sleep quality. For those people, it's best to avoid caffeine altogether. Number eight, try meditation or mindfulness. Meditation and mindfulness can help reduce anxiety, which often disrupts sleeping. A study in older adults with sleeping difficulties found that mindfulness meditation improves sleep quality compared to people who did not practice mindfulness. Try counting. A long-standing method of inducing sleep is counting down slowly from 100. There are several ideas about why this may work, including boredom or distracting the individual from anxious thoughts. Number 10, change your eating habits. What a person eats, particularly in the evening, can have an impact on sleep. For example, eating a large meal within one hour of getting ready to bed may impair a person's ability to sleep. Digesting a meal can take at least two hours to three hours. That's interesting. Lying down during this period can cause discomfort and feelings of nausea. Slow the digestive process. It is best to allow the body enough time to digest the meal before you lie down. The exact time needed will vary from person to person. Number 11, getting the room temperature right. Being too hot or too cold can have significant impact on the ability to sleep. The temperature at which people feel the most comfortable varies, so it's important to experiment with different temperatures. However, the National Sleep Foundation recommended temperatures around 65 degrees as being the ideal condition for sleeping. Trying aromatherapy. People have long used aromatherapy to, to induce feelings of relaxation and sleep. Lavender oil is a popular choice for helping people with sleep. A study of 31 young adults found that using a lavender oil before bed had a positive impact on sleep quality. The participants also re reported feeling more energy after waking up. Number 13, finding a comfortable position. A comfortable sleeping position is essential for sleep. Frequently changing positions can be most distracting, but finding the right spot can make a big difference to the onset of sleep. Most people find sleeping on their side the best position for a good night's sleep. Listening to music. While this may not work for everyone, some people benefit from listening to relaxing music before going to bed. A person's response to music will depend on their personal preferences. Sometimes music may be too stimulating and induce anxiety and sleeplessness. Personally, this one works excellent for me. Number 15, using the bathroom. Needing to use the bathroom can be a significant distraction from sleeping. While leaving the comfort of the bed may seem unappealing at the time, it is essential to use the bathroom when needed. Trying to hold off going to the bathroom not only prevents sleep, but can disrupt sleep later on in the night. Number 16, taking a hot bath or shower. Now that's a good one. Taking a hot bath or shower can be relaxing and help prepare the body for sleep. 
It can also improve temperature regulation before bed. Nice. Number 17, avoiding reading an ebook. Ebooks have been have become increasingly popular over the past few years. They have a backlit screen which makes them ideal for reading before bed in a darkened room. However, this could affect your sleep negatively. One study gave young adults a printed book and an ebook to read before bed. The researchers found that when using the ebook, the participants took longer to fall asleep. They were also more alert during the evening and less alert in the morning compared to when they read the printed books. Such results suggest that ebooks could have a negative effect on sleep. However, the study only involved 12 participants. The researchers also used the study design that meant participants read both types of books. It is difficult to determine whether being exposed to both reading conditions bias the results. Few reliable studies exist in this area, and more research is still needed to draw any firm conclusion. Number 18, taking melatonin. Melatonin is known as a sleep hormone. The body produces it to induce drowsiness and sleep in line with the body clock. People can also take it as a supplement to increase the chances of getting to sleep. I don't like taking anything I don't need to take. Number 19, using a comfortable bed. In a recent survey by the National Sleep Foundation, 9 out of 10 respondents reported that their mattresses was essential to their sleep. Investing in a comfortable mattress could have positive impact on the sleep quality. Number 20, avoiding noisy environments. Noise can be distracting, prevent the onset of sleep, and lower the quality of the night's sleep. A 2016 study showed that participants had significantly worse sleep in a hospital than at home. The authors of the study found that this was primarily due to the increased level of noise in the hospital compared to that of the person's home. Number 21, avoid excessive alcohol consumption. Drinking large amounts of alcohol before bed can have an adverse effect on sleep. Alcohol is a is problematic because it can induce feelings of restlessness and nausea, which can delay the onset of sleep. Getting sleep naturally is the best way to ensure mind and body gets the rest that it needs. Trying the methods above can increase the chances of falling asleep without the need and use of any sleep aids. That study's got some interesting points to it. You know, some things are just common sense, I guess, would be a good word for it. But like, for myself, I was always the type of person that would keep the TV on at night. You know, I, I tell myself, well, I need the noise to fall asleep, which was nonsense. So I, what I started doing was turning all the lights out and just leaving the radio on low. And I have uh, I have Sirius XM in the house, and I listen to the 70s music. And not only is it relaxing to me, but it brings me back to a time when I was a teenager. And oh, I, it, it even gives me great dreams. <laughs> and I wake up relaxed in the morning. So it might be something you want to try, but listen to music from when you were a teenager or from a happy time. Although if you were a teenager in the 90s or something like that with rap music, I don't, I don't know how well that would do putting you to sleep. I don't know. But to each his own. But give them a try. You know, you can try, you can try each one of those. On Monday, I'll have all of these on the um, website so you can go back and read them yourself and see which ones work for you. The way I see it, if I don't have to take a 
sleeping pill or something like that, the better I like it. I hate taking pills. I despise taking pills. And the less pills I have to take, the better off I am. All right, we're going to take a quick break here, and we'll be back in 30 seconds. I'll see you on the other side. An Apple a Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast. And there you're going to find connections to our Facebook page, our Twitter page. You're going to find connections to our private chat board, our private chat rooms. You're also going to find that we're sponsored now by As Seen on TV. And there's a lot of products displayed on the page for you to check out. So you get a minute, go over there, check out www.famousapple.com. Tell your friends about us. But don't go until we finish the conversation. Let's get back to it. And we're back. That wasn't too bad. Hey, you know, talking about music, you ever hear a song that can take you back, take you back to where you were the very first time you heard it? Like, I can hear my wedding song, and that takes me right back, you know, to my first dance with my wife at the reception. It's amazing. I can, I, I can see it. I can smell it. I can feel it. It takes me right back there. Certain songs are like that. Anyhow, I want to talk to you about feeling marginalized at home. Yeah, you know, when people kind of come in and just kind of push it to the side like you're not there, like you're almost like you're invisible. Has that ever happened to you? I noticed since I became disabled, in the beginning, I used to think, well, people are trying to be nice and trying to help. But then I noticed like I was being pushed to the side. And I noticed that with family and friends. And then all of a sudden, I noticed people were taking advantage of that fact. And not just family and friends, but contractors. You know, like you'd call up to have cable installed and they'd give you this window and they'd say, well, I'll be there between 7 and 12. And you say, okay. And 7 and 12 comes and they're not there. So you give them the benefit of the doubt the first time, you know, and oh, uh, our truck broke down. Now, you know, let me just say this. At one time in my life, I dispatched trucks. All right. I know every excuse under the sun that you can give. I dispatch moving trucks. I know every excuse under the sun that you give. But, you know, I play along with it. Our truck broke down. We got a flat tire. You have the worst fleet in the world. But I put up with it. They show up, and then they show up, and they got the wrong parts. And the guy sees that you're in a wheelchair, and he says, oh, I'm so sorry. And he gives you this sob story about how long he was stuck at this one job, and he never mentioned the flat tire. But anyhow, we have to come back tomorrow because I don't have the right parts for you. All right, can you call up your dispatcher and tell me when you're going to be able to be back here? They call, and he says, uh, well, he says, I'm going to tell you right now. He says, I'll be back here between 7 and 10, between 7 and 10. Okay, you know, and you try to be nice, and you try to work with them. Next day comes, 12, 1 o'clock, still no, still no cable guy. So you call the company. The company says, what do you mean he's coming between 7 and 10? We don't give windows like that. I said, this is what your man told me yesterday because he forgot the parts or something like that. Well, I don't know what he told you, but I can't have him over there before 5 o'clock. What? So the guy comes, and I said, well, why did you tell me 7 to 10? Well, I thought I could be over here, but I figured you're not going nowhere. You can't go out nowhere. What do you mean I can't go out anywhere? Well, being in the chair and all. And that's when it hit me. They're looking at me saying, you're disabled. Your time doesn't mean anything. You're here anyway. And the first, I realized at that point right there, I had to put a stop to that. Because it didn't just happen at home. It happened at the doctor's office. It happened at 
the car repair place. It's like your time doesn't matter because we've got other people that have jobs. So you can wait because you have no place to go. You have nothing to do. And at first, you know, my wife says, oh, you just, that's it all in your head. You're thinking like that. But that's not the truth. So then I started saying, well, maybe I'm, maybe she's right, you know. But the more it happened, the the more it happened, the more I said, no, this is exactly what they're doing. And then what happens is they come in and they push you out of the way, just like you like you don't exist. And I did. I got to the point that I had to put my foot down. And if you don't put your foot down, they're going to continue to do it. And it's going to get worse and worse and worse. So now, I and I hate to use this word, but now I've become a scumbag. And I become a scumbag with, with all the, everyone that comes into my house. If you're telling me you're going to be at my house between 8 and 12, you better damn well be there between 8 and 12. If you're not going to be there, I want to call. I don't want to sit there and wait and then you show up at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, I broke down. No, because you know what? Then you're not coming in and you're not going to do the work. Think about it like this. If you have the cable company and they send you a bill and the bill says you have to pay that bill by the 1st. If not, I'm going to put on late charges. And if it's not paid by the 5th, I'm turning your service off. Can you turn turn around and tell them, well, I had a flat tire, you know, I didn't go to work, I, I didn't get a chance to cash my check yet, I didn't. No, they're going to turn your service off. So now I treat them the same way that they treat us. Cable company's supposed to be at my house at 12 o'clock. If you're not at my house at 12 o'clock, when you do show up, I'm going to tell you, no, you have to reschedule it. Well, I'm here now. No, you have to reschedule it. Well, all right, I won't be able to be back for a week. You can't be back for a week? Take it out of my house now. Well, what do you mean? You were supposed to be here at 12. It's now 3. Get it out of my house now. You'd be surprised how quick they come the next morning. And they come on time. Same thing at a doctor's office. You go to the doctor, all right? Now, I can understand doctors have emergencies, but when a doctor schedules six people for 8 o'clock in the morning, that's not an emergency. That's just him being greedy. That's just him trying to pile up clients, patients. So if I have an eight o'clock appointment, I'll wait a half hour. So at 830, I'll say, I had an eight o'clock appointment. I haven't been called in yet. And they'll tell me something like, oh, the doctor's very busy. I don't, I, I don't know. You know, I can't wait here much longer. Well, you're going to have to wait. No, I don't have to wait. See, what people don't realize with doctors, doctors aren't miracle workers. They, they're not a special calling from God. They're business people. And if you let business people treat you like shit, they're going to treat you like shit. And here they are, they're treating us like shit, and they're, they're charging us for it. That's the whole thing. The cable company treats us like shit, and they're charging us for it. And we're supposed to take it? Why? Because we're disabled? That makes no sense to me. The doctors? You know what? You don't want to hold me. You don't want to see me when you gave me an appointment. I made, my, I made sure that I'm here. At 8 o'clock. Because if I showed up 10 minutes late, they'd be telling me they had to reschedule me. But I showed up there at 10, I showed up there 10 minutes early. And now I waited until 8.30 and they're telling me, oh, the doctor is busy. When he gets to you, he gets to you. No, that's not how it works. I'm out of here. And I'll find another doctor. You know, don't let people push you around. Because you're disabled doesn't mean you're less of a person. As a matter of fact, you have to put your foot down. 
You have to put your foot down. Don't let them push you. Don't let people marginalize you because you're disabled. And, you know, it's easy to get it in your head like you don't want to push the ticket. And I don't know why we get like that, that you don't want to push the ticket. But you have to. You have to. You're not less of a person. Your, your, your service that you're buying from them, they're not giving you a discount on it. They're not giving it to you for free. They're not doing you a favor. Demand the service. Demand it. Demand the respect. Give respect. If they want respect from you, they got to give you respect. You're the customer. Keep strong, my friends. Don't let people push you around. Don't. I just went through it yesterday. I'm selling my house, and I had the, I had the home inspection done the other day. So they were supposed to be here yesterday morning. Yesterday morning, pick up the cans for the the, te- the radon test in the in the basement. So I'm waiting all day. I'm waiting at. Five o'clock at night. Five o'clock. I get a phone call from my real estate agent. Oh, Jimmy, you know, uh, the, it's not the same guy that's coming for the cans that they left. It's a girl and she had other things going on today. But she's going to be at your house at 830, quarter to nine. I said 830, quarter to nine when? Tomorrow morning? No, tonight. What are you, out of your mind? Well, I sat here all day. All day, I told him. Oh, did you have some place to go? Is that any of your business? Is that any of your business. It's not. I sat here like a moron with my finger up my butt waiting for this person to come. Well, I just figured you you wouldn't mind because, you know, you have no place to go. This is what they told me. So I told them, no, you can't pick it up at 8, 30, 9 o'clock at night. Pick it up tomorrow and make sure they're here by 9 o'clock. Well, it didn't sit well with them. Well, you know, they're going to have to rearrange. I don't care. I don't care. I'm not some kind of moron that you can just say, yeah, don't worry about it. He's there. He, he, I'll go. You can go get it whenever you want. No, it doesn't work that way. I'm a client, and you're making big money off of me. So stand up for your rights. Don't let people push you around. Remember, you're a person. You're a formidable person, and just because you have a disability doesn't make you less of a person. Okay, my friends? Listen, you have a great, great weekend, okay? And remember this, no matter what, things can always be worse. Right now, there's somebody out there that's striving to be where you're at. So things can always be worse. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you the early part of next week. You've been listening to An Apple a Day. My name is Jimmy Apple. Thanks for listening to An Apple a Day with Jimmy Apple your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.